Welcome to the Fantasy Football Bandwagon. What's up, fantasy footballers? This is Nolan and Braden coming to you live. Braden's coming to you live from Channing, Texas. Jeez. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I am not in Channing, Texas. I live in a place with more than 12 people in it. But uh, yeah, this is the Fantasy Football Bandwagon Podcast. We're coming into week six to seven waivers pickups for you guys. We had uh, some interesting football this last weekend. I think almost every game came down to a pick being thrown at the last second. It yeah. was, uh, it's cool to watch. Cool to watch. No, it was fun. It definitely was fun. Uh, if you have not already, go follow us on social medias. Go follow us on – go subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, The Fantasy Football Bandwagon, and hit the like and subscribe button on the stuff. And notifications will let you know whenever we put out a video. Videos come out Tuesdays and Fridays. I yep, believe. yep. I believe that's correct. Um, so, yeah, the setup looks a little different. Remote, this is how people do stuff nowadays, though. It's probably not weird to anybody to actually look at two different people on a Zoom screen. So, that's that's how we're doing it today. Yeah, I'm, we, uh, I'm out of town. I am traveling. So, we traveling will itself. be back in business um next week yeah yeah he'll be back not a problem let's get into some injuries Braden. there's not as many as previous weeks but still some notable ones we actually got word today that miles sanders philadelphia running back will miss they play on thursday he's gonna miss the thursday night game against the giants uh with a knee injury probably out a couple weeks yeah that's unfortunate man he was lined up dude he was gonna go off against the Giants. Yeah, he's, he's he had a couple he had a couple tough matchups and and uh the Giants finally he was going to get a break and he's not even playing. Somebody that won't be missed on the Eagles is Zach Ertz cuz I have Zach Ertz in several leagues and I will uh, not He has not he's been garbage. Let's just put it nicely. He's been garbage. Um uh, and the Eagles are garbage and they garbage it's garbage. So he's out with an ankle injury, probably about a month or so. Uh, so, do you care about Zach Ertz at this point? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm borderline dropping him. <laughs> yeah, Dallas Goddard's, uh, it's Dallas Goddard's the guy. If there. you had, okay, if you had Zach Ertz and you're trying to pick up Dallas Goddard off the waivers, are you dropping Zach Ertz for Dallas Goddard? That yes, I will drop Ertz for Goddard. Yes, if I, I would too. if I have Zach Ertz and I have to pick up somebody else. I don't think I'm dropping Ertz just yet, but I'm with you. Close. It like if I need a roster spot, I'm I'm dropping Ertz. Yep. <clears throat> Melvin Gordon, who missed this last week with uh, I believe strep throat, and also uh, had a DUI, and may miss more than that. He's recovering from strep throat. The coach, oh yeah, Big Fangio, hopes him. Yeah. To be ready to go, but uh, I'm still waiting to see what the league does with him and suspends him or something. 
Yeah, I, I somehow don't believe that that was actually strep throat. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Philip Lindsay did had a solid game in his absence, and just like I said, he would. And yeah, it's looking forward. Philip Lindsay's usable, whether Melvin Gordon's there or not. Agreed. Uh, David and Joe came out today, tied yeah. in for Cleveland, and said he still wants to trade. Still wants to be traded from the team. Which so is- wh- whatever they decided together, um, him and the GM and the coach, it didn't last very long. Yeah, not at all. But, uh, I mean, I think it's notable because tight end sucks this year. I need some tight ends on my team. David Njoku is on the waivers in your league because, because he hasn't done anything. And so if he gets traded, I'm going to go scoop him up in plenty of my leagues. Oh, yeah, because somebody will, you know, if somebody's trading for him, it's going to be um, somebody who needs tight end help. So he, he would, you know, he's insert starter he's here. Receiver. He's a receiving tight end. Yeah, insert starter here, and uh, it's rolling for Njoku. Raheem Mostert came out today also. Has a high ankle sprain. The 49ers cannot catch a break, and he's probably going on IR for a bit. So. Dude. <laughs> yeah, and we, we know how long um, – put this into perspective. We know how long uh, Christian McCaffrey has been on IR with a high ankle sprain. So High ankle sprains uh, coming from my wife can mess you up. Uh, they hurt for quite a while. Braden's boy, Jonu Smith, is dealing with a, an ankle sprain. Hopefully, a minor, it's a minor one. Minor. Um, we may be talking about his backup um, here in a bit, but it's a little concerning. I wouldn't say I'm happy about it. That's for sure. He got me uh, – he almost goose-egged goose me. So, oh. I mean – you're you're gonna you're gonna want to have a backup option. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, a couple might be time to look at some a couple backup options. Uh, one guy we need to add to our list is Joe Mixon's backup. So Braden should scroll down there and add him real quick. But Joe Mixon is dealing with an injury once again. I feel like every week he's been on the injury report for something. So it's just another thing to watch. He. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about Joe Mixon going forward, Braden? Like, they're using him a little more, but he's still, you know, he had the one breakout game. Yeah, it, he's going to have those games is the problem. So, if you have low games. If you're, yeah, if you're a Joe Mixon owner, um, you're kind of forced into playing him. I, you're not going to sit him for sure because then he can have those three touchdown games and you're going to be real upset. Yep, that's just part of being a Joe Mixon owner. I mean, it feels like at this point because they're not going to use him consistently, so you're not going to get consistent production from him. Mark Ingram wound up leaving the game yesterday, I believe, dealing with injury. He's got a chance to play this week, but like we said before, I'm not confident in starting any of the Ravens running backs um, unless maybe it's J.K. Dobbins. I think he's the guy I'm looking at going forward. As much as he hasn't had his rookie breakout yet. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see how they do it. You definitely need to need to jump jump on J.K. Dobbins. This is a shot. If he uh, if he plays good this next game and starts to get more opportunities, it's you know Mark Ingram may take a, a little more of a back roll, back burner roll. Yeah, I agree. Tennessee Titans wide receiver Corey Davis, the guy that everybody picked up when A.J. Brown decided to miss like four games. 
uh, is actually being activated from the COVID-19 list. So that's, he's going to go through that protocol. Uh, we're going to watch and see if he's good to go for next week. And uh, I don't know who they play next week, but we'll talk about that on the Friday episode. That uh, we will. You're playing Corey Davis. Some guys coming back from Listen injury. Listen up, tune in. Yeah, tune in. Some guys coming back from injury. Le'Veon Bell got signed with the Chiefs, as we noted the other day. He's not – they're actually playing right now. He's not playing tonight. Uh, so I hope you didn't leave him in your lineup. But he should be good to go next week. He has to go through all the COVID protocols and whatnot. Uh, you don't to the other ones. You got this. Yeah, CMC returns. Um, still up in the air. It's – Hopefully, I mean, if you're a CMC owner, you're like, please come back right now. <laughs> um, Unless you have Mike Davis. You know, the thing with CMC is, you know, when he comes back, he's going to be a stud. It's just, it's going to be with this week or next week. I feel I feel like it's, yeah, it's, it's really coming down to this week or next week. So, um, watch out for that. If you're a Mike Davis owner, you need to watch out and make sure that CMC isn't coming back. Cause then you're going to need to take him out of your, take Mike Davis out of your lineup. He will no longer be usable. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas Goddard coming off of IR. This is perfect timing in according to, in accordance to the Zachary's injury. And if Dallas Goddard is on your waiver wire, like, like we said earlier, I'm dropping Zach Ertz for Dallas Goddard. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's the right move. And Dallas Goddard, before he got hurt, was seeing high usage and looked like he was taking over that number one tight end spot. With Zach Ertz. Huh, yeah. Yeah, with Zach Ertz there, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, Dallas Goddard could be a, a mid-season league winner if you if you can get him. I, I think so, too, especially if you're hurting at tight end. I'm hurting at tight end. Yeah. Because I had um, Goddard. He went on IR. And then I had Ertz also on the same team, and then he sucked, yeah. and now he's going on IR. It's yeah. great. Another tight end, um, Noah Fant and J.K. Hamler, which is not a tight end. K.J. Hamler. <laughs> or, sorry, K.J. Hamler, who is not a tight end. He's a wide receiver, uh, have a chance to play this upcoming week. I expect Fant to go. He was close this week, and it was it was kind of a game day decision. Um. So I expect him to go this this upcoming week. Yeah, that's another tight end that can help you out. Uh, he's one of those one of those better tier tight ends, essentially at the moment, where there's just he's a top guys he's, that are he's a top twelve. It, you know, like yeah, you have 10, twelve guys that are usable, and the rest of them are just not reliable. It's great. Some studs. We had some big performances. Studs of the week. I was on the wrong end of two of these. I um I benched Julio in a couple leagues. That's rough, dude. And then he decided to go off for eight catches for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Hey, I don't know if you listened to me last week, but I said about the time you go to bench him, he's gonna go off for two hundred yards and two touchdowns. Oh, on Julio? Yeah, I said that last week. And he proceeded yeah. to, to do so. <laughs> I I I know. It was just he burned me too many weeks in a row. Okay. And I mean I'm fine. I won this is, that league. Yeah. And this is exactly why when you have studs like like Julio and you start to doubt him, 
Um, I just was remember, if he plays, you play him. That's why I, this is agree, the yeah. exact reason we say you play Joe Mixon. Because if he, he plays healthy, you play him. Correct. I believe you, you have a question. If he plays and he's hurt and he's on the injury report and you know he's dealing with issues, there is a question there. Do I sit him or start him? I have been sitting him. He just came off the injury report. I was like, okay. I, I haven't needed him in a couple weeks. I'm going to go another week without him, see what he does. Now, from this point forward, you don't sit Julio. Like, yeah, it, it just sucks to – I mean, if somebody lost because they sat Julio, um, they're they're not happy. So, that's that's kind of where my point comes in. It's like, to me, if, if Julio's playing and he's not, like, significantly hampered, and you can tell by reports and whatnot, I'm playing him. Yeah, for sure. Because he does this. <laughs> and uh, his quarterback throwing him the ball, Matty Ice, over here through completed 30 passes for 371 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, he went. Uh, had a freaking massive. Hamburglers. Calvin Ridley had another good day like he has has been doing. Uh, yep. Guys, super consistent this year. Hopefully Julio kind of catches back up on that. I wouldn't be mad about it. He looks to be doing so. Rookie breakout that I believe I predicted last week um, in DeAndre Swift. We had a question about Adrian Peterson or Chase Edmonds. We said start Edmonds. Uh, We may regret that because Peterson had a pretty nice day also. I believe he got in for a touchdown. But rookie running back Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift, had his big rookie breakout game yesterday. It was beautiful to watch because I had to fill him in at my running back spot. And <laughs> yep. Yeah, 14 carries for 116 yards, two touchdowns, and caught three more catches for seven yards. But uh, he looked good, and they wanted to get him the ball. They got he into uh, the red zone, and we're like, "Hey, this is you. We're gonna pound it in with you. We're not switching you out. This is." And that's been a hey, and that's been a theme too. Like even in passing work, he's got a couple touchdowns this year. Um, from you know the red zone receiving, so yeah. they obviously want to use his his the threats you that he can... presents in the red zone, which is exactly. great. Well, I, I mean, I think they know that he's their future running back. I mean, they have Carry on yeah. Johnson and, and Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson's old, and Carry uh, on Johnson's just not that great. So I, I think they're yeah. using him because they know he's the guy there moving forward. That'd uh, be awesome. There's already some clarity in that backfield. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Justin Jefferson has already cemented his place as a stud wide receiver in his the league, not second, just the Yeah, second breakout game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me about him, Brady. Tell me how he destroyed your team. Dude, Justin Jefferson went off. He had um, really, okay, a lot of it was on uh, one catch. I mean, one catch was, what, 60 yards a 60 yard touchdown. Yeah, he's he's definitely a deep threat. So, uh, he can he can beat you in a multitude of ways. He's good. He's yeah, you know, I'd they say. drafted him and they they are using him like like the draft capital they spent. So, that's always nice to see. He's essentially replacing Stefan Diggs is what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, I I think he's filled that role like almost to a T. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Uh, he had nine catches for 166 yards and two touchdowns yesterday. Um, so, yeah, 
he and if you picked him up off the waiver a couple of weeks ago, uh, like we mentioned, happy. I know he had a, he had a good game a few weeks ago. But I mean, that's when you go pick these guys up, especially when they don't just have a breakout game. They they like look like they're going to be part of this team. They're drafted to be part of this team like that yeah. and be used, um, like Jefferson has been. And then, uh, uh, Derek Henry, another guy that destroyed Braden's team. Oh my gosh, man! Uh, yeah, I, I played both these guys in one in the, one league. The actual Titan, King Henry, Derrick Henry, a monster, monster of a man, probably the biggest man on the field. Tell me what he did to your team, Braden. Two hundred twelve yards, two rushing touchdowns, and two receptions for fifty-two receiving yards. This man, he did you did you watch his ninety-four yard touchdown run? Yeah, I uh, I was watching Red Zone, and it's like you guys have to watch this, and and I was like, why would they tell us that? Yeah, and he, they handed the ball. I was like, oh, this man's gone. He's taking it all away. He, Derrick Henry's good. He he's one he of looks them. good. He, he's like, fast. Three players. He's, he's like two hundred yards, and he's running faster than everybody on the field. Or 250 but pounds, I, and he's he, running faster than everybody. His legs are bigger than everybody. It's crazy, man. Uh, I believe he's one of three players in NFL history that have more than one 90-yard touchdown run. Yeah, I did see that. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, Derrick Henry's he's good. Yeah. Some guys who were not good yesterday. Alexander Madison let everyone in the world down yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Everyone in the world picked him up and started him, and he – Got you like two points. It was not good. He had 10 carries for 26 yards. Granted, the Vikings got down super early against the Falcons, who decided to win a game for the first time this season. And um, they was playing catch-up from the first half. And they did not come back. Did not, did not come back. You're right. <laughs> and Alexander Madison was a dud. Yeah, I can't believe he was not used more in the passing work when they were down. They like I he he didn't look great either. So they missed Dalvin Cook, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. This team, in my opinion, is rebuilding after this year. I think Kirk Cousins has one year left, or this is his last year or something like that, but they're in rebuilding mode. Uh, and this team's gonna look a whole lot different next year, I think. Vikings. Big bad Aaron Rodgers has, I mean, the four and zero Packers were four and zero until yesterday, and then old Tampa Brady, uh, Tampa Brady's defense kind of came in a snuff. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> he didn't. Uh, he didn't play his best game. We'll just put it that way. Sixteen. Actually, one of the worst games he's had in his career for a very long time. Yeah. He went 16 for 160 passing yards and two interceptions. And they did take a rushing touchdown away from him. I saw one where he like ran in and they're like, oh, his helmet got touched. It was really weird. I didn't really understand that because nobody touched him as he slid it in the end zone. Uh, but that, that could have got you an extra six points, but unfortunately it did not. Yeah, so you probably probably had a rough time winning if you had Aaron Rodgers in your lineup. Yeah, um but you take the good with the bad. He's been scorching, so every nobody's good every week. It just doesn't happen. 
Doesn't Unless it? your name's Pat Mahomes. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. The only exception, or Russell Wilson, or Russell Wilson, or Russell Wilson, or Mark or Andrews tied in for the Ravens. Um, had another another down week. Only caught two passes for twenty one yards, and um, yeah, it's it's rough for tight ends. I mean, we're just telling you, it's rough for tight ends. If you have Mark Andrews, you don't drop him. You don't send him anywhere. You just hope. He catches more than two passes for 20 yards next week. Dude, or, it yeah, has yeah. been a roller coaster with Mark Andrews and this this entire offense. This Baltimore offense has not looked the same. It is it is not the same offense that it was last year. Yeah, very true. They look um less explosive, I guess. Yeah. I, not that people have figured them out. Not that you can just not that because you figured out Lamar Jackson means you can stop him, but they are just not the explosive offense they were. My boy, Cooper Cup. I was yelling at the TV yesterday. Did you, you that drop was a bad drop? I don't know if you saw that drop, but apparently you did. I was so mad. I literally have Cooper Cup in all my leagues. And yeah. he ended the day with three catches for eleven yards. I believe he saw like ten targets and caught three of them. Yeah, dude, he sees targets, which is why. You're forced to play him. He saw nine targets yesterday and dropped a touchdown in his hands without even being touched. Just hit him in the hands, and he was like, no, nah, I don't want to catch this touchdown. <laughs> and I, you, can ask, you can ask Evelyn. I was, I was sitting there, and I was like, yeah, I need Cooper Cup to catch this. And they threw it to him, and I was like, yeah. And then he dropped it, and I was like hitting the couch as hard as I could. I was like, <clears throat> Stupid Cooper Cup. Yeah, man. It's always rough. Go ahead. No, no, it's just it's always it's always rough when they have the opportunity and they just blow it like that. Well I have him in a lot of my leagues because he was a good value draft pick. He ended as wide receiver four last year. I wouldn't say he's had a dud season, but he hasn't had he hasn't had a breakout game yet where he's just scored like a number four wide receiver in all of fantasy football. It's very disappointing. Yeah, it is. I'm, I mean, I haven't had any shares of Cooper cup. You stole them all from me and Mm -hmm. I am kind of happy (laughs) that you stole them from me. Would you rather have Robert Woods or Cooper cup at this point? Um, I'm gonna say Robert Woods, but that can Woods that can change. Huh? Woods is the guy getting all the touchdowns. Oh yeah, well that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna say Robert Woods right now, but that can that can change at the snap of finger. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. Move on to waiver wire warriors, unless you got anything else to add. Waiver wire warriors. Warriors. Hey, so guys, I don't know if you've noticed yet. We've told you a couple times. This is where you win your league. Like Justin Jefferson off the waiver wire is how you win your league. Exactly. I Travis Fulgham off the, the waiver wire is how you win your league. Mm-hmm. Um, I we can't stress it enough. So always don't forget to put in waivers on Tuesdays. Uh, usually they go through Tuesday night. And you get them Wednesday morning. 
do this is the most important. If your team sucks and they're stale and you don't go waivers, your team's not going to get any better. You're just going to pick up the scraps and keep uh, switching out players that aren't going to do anything for your team. And even though I, you have to get past the fact that you spent draft capital on them, it doesn't matter where you drafted them. It, it, it honestly has no implications at all from, from this point. Yep. Zach Ertz, we just told you we would just drop Zach Ertz. You drafted him in the fifth round. Yeah, you drafted Zach Ertz as a top three, four <laughs> tight end. So well, he's not a top three, four tight end right now. So He's not. not. You'd have to cut your losses and move on. Exactly. Let's start with a quarterback who may or may not be on your waivers. If you're in a league that um, is a deep league or a super competitive league or a league where everybody has two quarterbacks, he's probably not available. But Ryan Tannehill is currently a top 10 quarterback in fantasy football. And this guy's been consistent. The Titans are scoring a lot. Uh, He's a great I mean, you, he's he's not even a streamer. He's somebody you can pick up and start on your team consistently at this point. Yeah, he scored four touchdowns this week, mm-hmm. and that's and and that's with Derrick Henry scoring too. So Derrick Henry can get his, and Ryan Tannehill can still have a good day. Exactly. And and I I actually I the only the only thing I would add is I did pick him up last week, so he might be on your waiver wire. Double check. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's just not a flashy guy, so people don't like to pick him up. Justin Jackson and Josh Kelly, Chargers running backs. We had them on here last week, but they also had a bye this week, so maybe not a lot of people went and picked them up. If they're still on your waiver wire, I still think they can help you out at the running back position. And I, I will add, Joshua Kelly was dropped in – I saw him dropped in a couple leagues – um not last yeah last week because he had a dud game um with Eckler out and then he had a bye so um people weren't willing to for whatever reason they forgot what he did the first four games and they weren't willing to to ride it out and and I actually picked him up in two different leagues so you can do that it would not surprise me at all if Joshua Kelly who I believe will be the lead back in this backfield until Austin Eckler comes back you can get him off the waiver wire. Yeah, for sure. Even 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 Justin Jackson sitting there. Yes. And uh, Austin Eckler is going to come back. Some people are like, "Oh, Austin Eckler's done for the season." That's not the case. Uh, he's still eligible to come back. Uh, so you're you're still holding on to him. Travis Fulgham. You believe me yet? Philadelphia. You believe me yet? About what? About, About Fulgham. I don't know. I, st- I still don't. I still think he's maybe just a fill-in wide receiver. He, but he has had three games in a row with at least 50 yards and a touchdown. So That's solid. I have a question. Okay. Did you watch this game? Uh, parts of it, wa- yes. You watched parts of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Carson Wentz was going to Fulgham in very key moments. Like, mm-hmm. like he trusted him, which is – huge speaking to Fulgham's you know sustainability I think I you know when Carson Wentz when when your starting quarterback trusts you like that um and he's not going to some of his other his other options in that situation and um 
you're you're making the plays, I, they're going to keep going to you. I I truly yeah. think Fulgham will be a a consistent flex wide wide receiver two option for you moving forward. I mean, maybe. I mean, when Alshon and Djax come back, I think he, you know, he's third wide receiver off the bat, maybe fourth, kind of sitting there, third, fourth with uh, Greg Ward. Um, not I don't he's not going to make plays, but I'm just not – like, I, I don't see him being started over anybody on my team. I disagree. I think that no matter – who comes back, they they will continue to use him. They could. He's, they could. I, I think he's I, – I'm not saying he's a bad pickup. I, I definitely like him for wide receiver depth, um, which is what you're going for, I feel like, when you pick him up. Um, I mean, yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm not I a think, big Travis Fulgham guy. I think that he could he could be a league winner towards the end of the year. Okay. No, I I respect that. I understand. Uh, Boston Scott. For some reason, we have several Eagles on this list. Don't uh, don't judge us for that. We, it's not not by choice, I guess. <laughs> Boston Scott is only on here because, as we mentioned, Miles Sanders is probably going to miss the Thursday night game against the Giants. Not a great defense. Boston Scott could take that lead role, I guess, this week and uh, have a good game against the Giants if you need a fill-in running back for a bye week. I mean, this isn't somebody you're picking up. See, this is the opposite of somebody like DeAndre Swift or Travis Fulgham, where this is a fill-in week. Yeah. You pick up Boston Scott for this week to play him because you know he's going to get touches, and then after that, he's probably useless. All right, so um, with that being said, if you need running back help and you need somebody to start, how much fab would you spend on Boston Scott? Not a lot. If, if you need wins. If you need wins, I mean, not a lot because okay. the Eagles have shown that they use Miles Sanders as like the workhorse. But when it's Boston Scott, they use him a little bit. They don't rely on him. Um, and I mean, it's only you're only going to be able to start him for maybe two weeks. So and, what? Fifteen fab is that the max you're going? I mean, I'm going like seven dollars, something like that. Not really, I'm I'm comfortable. Yeah, like, well, I would rather have JD McKissick on okay. Washington. All right, because <clears throat> he's somebody that has six catches and forty yards in three straight games. Uh, he's not. He doesn't have the title of lead back there, but he's somebody that they get involved and use him can obviously consistently for the last three games since they've changed quarterbacks. All right. I mean, I'm I'm feel I'm comfortable spending like if you need running back help on either one of those guys, yeah, you're I mean you're probably gonna have to bid at least twenty five to you know fifteen fifteen yep. to get those guys, um, especially if you're trying to beat out the uh, the Miles Sanders owner, because <laughs> exactly. though if you're a Miles Sanders owner, you're putting up whatever you have to put up. I in my opinion, for Boston Scott to secure it, I I think you're putting up twenty one fab. Um, if you're not, I'm probably not going on high. So I just, um, I value him less because I feel like you get him for less amount of time than you would like JD McKissick. Would, yeah, right. Exactly. Which is why I said the Miles Sanders owner is going to be more likely to, to bid you out because they get, they get the benefit of 
having Miles Sanders when Boston Scott's not usable. Exactly. What about if DeAndre Swift was on your waiver wire, Braden? Because he hasn't done much throughout the the you know first part of the year. He hasn't had any big splash games until this week. I I knew going I, I picked him up in our big money league, um, I believe last week. Somebody dropped him. I'm like, you know, he's the guy here that they want to be the lead back in the in the backfield. So I picked him up, started him this week, had his monster game like we talked about. How much fab are you spending on him in a redraft league if he happens to be on your waivers? Oh, um, because more than Boston Scott or J.D. McKissick, he's a guy that they want to get involved in. They want to be. Dude, I'm – uh, ninety-five. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I I would yeah. spend all my fab to get him. If I I honestly feel that way, I would spend a hundred fab. Okay, I might honestly go a little bit less because he still is in somewhat of a committee there. Um, they didn't just like sit Adrian Peterson down. Adrian Peterson still had his role, but uh, I feel very confident. You know, looking to the future about Swift. So, yeah, yeah no, absolutely, absolutely, and and um, I'm not saying you have to spend a hundred fab, but you know your league better than I know your league. So, uh, if if you know somebody that is willing to do that, yeah, that's maybe what you have to do to get DeAndre Swift. Um, yeah, exactly. He will, and I would be, I would not have a problem doing it either, because he could be, he could be that that key factor to you winning a championship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like the guy that we mentioned already, Dallas Goddard. Tight end is brutal. I, Me and Braden both believe Dallas Goddard, if, as soon as he comes back, he's the number one pass catcher on the Eagles team. Hands down. I don't think there's – I mean, would you say Fulgham or Dallas Goddard would be the number one guy there? Uh, I would say Goddard would probably be the number one guy. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely agree. He's coming off IR and it wasn't like he had a leg injury or anything like that. He had a thumb injury that he got put on IR for. So, and now Ertz is out. He doesn't have to compete with Ertz. He just has to catch the ball and run and score touchdowns for my team. <laughs> yeah. You hope. Yeah. So go in. And he's one of those guys that can win you your league at that position. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Especially with with, uh, yeah, tie, that like you said earlier, that tight end landscape is rough. It can be well, it can be brutal. What's the other tight end that you put on on here for waiver pickup? Uh, uh, Anthony, yeah, Anthony Ferkser, t- uh tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Ferkser, Ferks you, yeah, tight yeah. end for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, if Jonu misses any time, I. I'm I'm picking this guy up. All right, I'm picking if I especially if I'm the Jonu owner, I'm picking Anthony Ferkser up because touchdown yesterday. He caught he had over a hundred yards and a touchdown in the absence of Jonu Smith. If I could whistle, I would. Yeah. So um, Tennessee's already shown that they're going to use their tight ends, no matter who it is. They're going to use their tight ends. Yeah. And read hundred percent. Don't, don't don't miss out on your. You know, if Jonu misses, don't miss out on your one week of Anthony Ferkser just because you don't want to put in a waiver. I might go pick him up on my uh, tight end broken teams. Yeah. 
There you go. A couple guys we've had on here for the last couple weeks, I believe. Keelan Cole with the Jaguars. He's had at least five targets in every game this year. Good wide receiver depth. Told you to pick him up last week when they were – when he was – before he, you know, came off the injury report. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, T. Higgins with the Bengals. Um, Wide receiver. He says fourth straight good game. And he's starting to mesh with Burrow. These guys are the future Cincinnati Bengals right here. You got yep. Joe Burrow and you got T. Higgins. These guys are going to click. It's like they're going to be like Dak and Zeke. You know, they're going to be those two guys that, like, come in together and, like, run it. Um, so he's worth picking up. He may or may not still be there. He shouldn't be there because we told you to pick him up the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you should have him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just going to mention somebody else. AJ Green, I was going to mention your boy AJ Green didn't have the worst game of his career, but that's true. I'm picking up AJ Green. Uh, no, he hasn't. If he comes through with a 10 catch, 110 yards, and a, a touchdown, are you picking him up next week? No. Yes. I feel like I would. Yeah, I'd pick him up and try to sell him to somebody. Yeah. Yep. So, Unfortunately, we're still there with AJ Green. Giovanni Bernard, since we're on the Bengals, mentioned Gio. Uh, he's on here because, for whatever reason, they still let him run the ball. And he got him a touchdown, vultured, uh, vultured Mixon yesterday. And Mixon could, is, is hurt with something and could miss some he time. He got to something. Giovanni Bernard isn't just a guy that they're not trying to use or though he's our backup. We don't really think he's good. They use him even when Mixon's not hurt. So yeah. Gio Bernard is worth a pickup, especially if, especially if Mixon were to miss some time. Yep. I don't have anything to add to that. That's everything you said is a hundred percent true. Um, Jerick McKinnon. If he is still on your waiver wire, which I, I don't think he most likely is because He's kind of been the lead guy there for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. He most starts going on IR. Tevin Coleman is still maybe a couple of weeks out. McKinnon is going to get all the work here in San Francisco. So the reason that I put him on here was because last week he had a dud. He didn't, he didn't, you know, Moster came back and McKinnon didn't do anything. All right. So, with that being said, you need to check your waivers to see if he's there. And also, check your waivers this week after, after waivers transactions have processed and make sure nobody dropped him trying to pick up one of these other guys. Agreed. I always go check my transactions after waivers process, see who got dropped and who I can go scoop. And, we, I mean, would you add um, Jeff Wilson to this? He's worth looking at. Uh, I mean, with 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 the other two being hurt for at least a couple weeks. Who do they play this week? Let me see. They play the Patriots. So no, this okay. is not the week. Uh, not the Jeff Wilson, Wilson Jr. week. So I'm probably not wasting a spot on him this week. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you with with them playing the Patriots. Yeah. So you those are kind of your top waiver ads this week. My number one waiver ad. Is Dallas Goddard, and then oh, DeAndre Swift is if he's DeAndre there. Swift, yeah. So yeah, no. My, if if DeAndre Swift is there, he's my number one. 
um, along with Joshua Kelly, um, Dallas Goddard, and Travis Fogum. And obviously, obviously, like, if you need – when we say that, if you need a quarterback and, like, you just – you're desperate for a quarterback and you keep losing because of – quarterback and you, the rest of your team's good, you need to pick Ryan, Ryan Tannehill up with your first waiver priority. Well, qu- quarterbacks, we've mentioned a couple times, quarterbacks this year are better than than average this year. I think a lot of – there's a lot more wiggle room with quarterbacks this year. It's like the opposite of tight ends. All the tight ends suck. Almost all the quarterbacks are, are usable. Yeah. You just Good matchup-based quarterbacks. Especially like – Be okay. Especially Ryan Tannehill, he's shown that he's not going to be just a streamer. Mm-hmm. He will carry your team. So, and even Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had another good game the other day, yesterday. Yes, I mean he didn't have the greatest, but he he did he didn't lose his week. Jets. So. Let's go ahead and not forget to look ahead to the Thursday night game. We got a real exciting. You know, division-winning game right here, Braden. Barn burner. Giants at Eagles. Both teams have one win. And, um, <laughs> okay, so it sounds lame. But division games like this are usually usually pretty good. There's always something that goes on. It's a division game for, you know, for the, the, the division lead almost. Uh, Wentz. Wentz's best target is going to be Goddard and Fulgham. Wentz is probably a decent play here. He's been a decent play for the last couple of weeks. Wentz is another quarterback that you probably wouldn't have the worst time picking up off the waiver to start. Screaming him. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially with um, Miles Sanders gone, I think they're going to – not that they weren't already leaning on Wentz, but it makes it, makes it a little easier for him to, to let Wentz do everything. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, probably going to be a, a passing game, I would think, for both teams. Devonta Freeman. So, pretty much in this game, this is another game where I'm almost starting all my skill guys in this game. Just because these defenses are not great. Yeah. Oh. Somebody's calling me. Hold on. Nice, uh, nice, nice ringtone hey, you got there. My no one was on Do Not Disturb. Yep, yep. Let him call me. Um, so my player of the game for this game, guess who it is? Uh Evan Ingram. It's not actually. It's um not. it is Travis Fulgham. <laughs> okay. No, I, I see it in this game, yeah. This is probably a good matchup game. So I I think that um, Goddard and Travis Fulgham are going to have really good games on the Eagles side, and Boston Scott will be consistent for you. He's going to put up consistent production. Okay. Um, on the Giants side, you're obviously playing Darius Slayton. Um, are you are yeah, you playing, well, I think Ingram? playing Ingram and Slayton? Hands are you down. playing Ingram? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, 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 it's tight end. You have to, like, who, who do you, who are you gonna have that you play over Ingram? Honestly, I mean, would you rather play in Anthony Ferkshire or Evan Ingram? I would rather play Ingram. Even with Jonu gone, if Jonu misses time, 
Yes, because I 100% especially, do not agree especially with Especially with this matchup against the Eagles, I, I, I would play Ingram, and because he's probably the no, the number two playmaker on this team at the moment. Like, Ferkshire's not – Ferkshire's probably third or fourth on the list, honestly. Uh, Man, I just yeah, – A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. Uh, I would I would much rather have Ferkshire in play Ferkshire than I would Evan Ingram. Hmm. Hmm. Who the you you want to do a little bet this week? Uh, Who do the Titans play? Titans play the Steelers. Are you sure about that, bud? Yeah, I am. Okay, well, I will bet you Ingram outscores Ferkser. And that's assuming that Jonu's out. Yes. Okay, assuming Jonu's out. I, I, okay, I insert Tennessee tight, tight end against Ingram. What? I'm not going against Jonu. I'm going against Ferkser. All right, all right. So if Jonu doesn't play, then I, yeah, Ferkser Ferkser versus your plays, Yes, I would rather play Jonu than Ingram. Oh, but yeah. Jonu's an out, and I would rather play Ingram than Ferkser. All right, yep. We're we're right. locking it in. What do you want? What do you want? Um, you want a, a spot dinner? You want a spot lunch? No, no, that's expensive. I'm a broke ass hoe. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll do that off screen. Off screen. All right. No, that's a that's a bet. All right. Everybody here hears it and sees it. And knows what about it. what about Devonta Freeman? Are you you're playing Boston Scott here because this is the week you picked him up for, and. Yep. You play him against the Giants, terrible defense. What about Devonta Freeman here, who they have been getting the ball to? They want him to run the ball and touch the ball. Um, yeah, you can flex him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of his easier matchups. I, I guess. Yeah, it's a it's a fine flex. I'm I'm not like ecstatic to do it, but I'm not. I don't. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna be okay for you. Yeah. So. Sure. I think that's about I mean that's about all I'm looking at in this Thursday night preview. Yeah, there's um somebody's gonna go off. Somebody's gonna have a good game against a bad defense, and I hope it's Dallas Goddard. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else to add for this episode, Brandon? Uh nope. Sorry for the uh I don't know. Did we have lack of energy? Did we have lack of energy? I feel like we had Man, no? my Cardinals are playing my Cowboys right now. And I'm my family's at the game. I chose not to go to the game because that cost dinero. I chose to be here with you guys and watch the game with my wife. Uh, look how special you guys are, because I know he wasn't p- talking to me. Yeah, you're right. Um, wasn't I didn't do this for you? Didn't do it for you. But uh, <laughs> Did it thanks for the for people football bandwagon podcast. Thanks for jumping on, and hope we give you guys. I hope we give you guys good information. We appreciate you guys that do listen and do watch, and. We'd still like some more interaction, man. Send us questions. Send us start sit. Do I sit? Do, would you? Do you start Ferkser over Evan Ingram? Dude, uh, we're here like for the that. long run for you guys. All right, we've said it and we'll say it again. Continue to beat the drum on it. We're here for you guys to help you guys win championships. Yes, sir. Because that's what we're trying to do. We have enough of those, and we would like to share the wealth. Trying to be the wieners. Yep, uh, the wieners. Yeah, the big wieners. Finna go watch my boy Kyler Murray tear it up. Thanks, guys. Peace. Deuces.